and here's my promise to listeners from now until the end of time. I can't promise you how good I'm going to be, but I will promise you <laughs> that we will bring the cream of the crop in terms of guests on uh, the show. I feel the declaration is something you say, but you don't believe it in your heart. So they're 18 inches away from their their destiny. Yeah. But when you say it enough and you start to believe it, it becomes a confession of your heart. The minute you have a confession of faith, everything changes. But until you start renewing your mind, putting the right things in, taking every negative thought captive, then what happens is that it will transfer to your heart and that's where everything changes. The rubber meets the road. <laughs> Welcome to Level Up. My name is Matt Rogers, and as always, is my gorgeous bearded sidekick, Eli Adelman. Hey, hey. The one and only co-producer, engineer. He's the brains behind the operation. I don't know about that. And I, typically, I would say I'm the looks, but, you know, it's just not <laughs> happening for me anymore. I'm 42 now, and, you know, I'm trying my best, Eli. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad for a, you know. Not bad for a, a morning. Slightly chubby 42-year-old. Am I yeah. making it happen? You're doing it, man. Well, it's good to see you, man. Today, as always, I mean, I'm always excited about our guests. And then once in a while, someone comes along where you're a little bit extra excited about our guests. And that is today because I really, really feel like that so far we've never had this type of guest on before. And I'm talking about Dr. Matt Hubbard, which I'm going to bring in in a second. But Dr. Matt is, is just that. He's a doctor, but he's also a very entrepreneurial like he he's the type of guy so i you know just give you a quick background i met dr matt face to face about six or seven weeks ago when i was traveling to california he's based out of southern california in beautiful san diego and i was uh riding the coattails of my friend rex crane rex uh speaks a lot with dr matt and rex said you gotta come with me you gotta meet dr matt he talked about him a couple years ago, but I never met Dr. Matt face to face until again about six weeks ago. So met Dr. Matt face to face, and this is the guy to where I'm I'm dead serious, and you guys will know after you listen to today's podcast. You can put a guy like Dr. Matt in any avenue in life, and he'll knock it out of the park. So you if he said, like, I want to be an actor, he would be a top actor, or I want to be a swimmer, or I want to be an engineer, or it doesn't matter. This type of person would succeed in any avenue that he goes in. So he chose the avenue of being a doctor, chiropractic. He's the top chiropractor in California, top 20 in the nation. And if that wasn't enough, he became the president of the largest state association in California with over 13,000 chiropractors. And if that wasn't enough, he felt like his voice wasn't loud enough and he wasn't helping, he was helping people physically, but he didn't feel like he was helping them spiritually. So he became a pastor and an evangelist. And it just so happens it's one of the biggest churches in California and definitely one of the loudest churches. And it's called Awaken Church. It's in San Diego, California, and they have a huge voice. So the guy doesn't stop. He could have done anything and he chose chiropractic. And now he's choosing Jesus. Let's bring him in. Dr. Matt Hubbard, how are you? Man, I'm telling you, 
I got to make sure my kids listen to this podcast just in case I'm ever feeling sorry for myself. I'm going to have this on repeat because that was a very incredible uh, intro, man. I, I've never had one like that before. I meant it. And I and here's my promise to listeners from now until the end of time. I can't promise you how good I'm going to be, but I will promise you that we will bring the cream of the crop in terms of guests on uh, the show. I feel like we really do have the best guests on the show. It's a guest driven show. And, and here you are. And I meant what I said, I mean, you can go in any Avenue that you want, but you chose this. So I got to ask you like, are, you do so many things. Are you just bored or do you have OCD? Like what's going on here? You know, uh, that's a good question. I, I think most people want to know how much caffeine I drink. <laughs> I, you know, I'm having a new revelation during this season though. I asked my wife for more advice. So she's telling me I need to chill out a little bit. So I'm toning it down just a little bit, three kids, and I want to stay married forever. (laughs) One wifey for lifey. So my revelation during this whole crazy season is, you know, I don't need to open five more restaurants. I just need to focus on my passions, family, Jesus, and chiropractic, and the rest will take care of itself. So when, like when you talk to your wife, because I mean, that's so important. I mean, there's a reason the Bible calls wisdom a she, right? Like, yeah, there's a reason. I talk to my wife a lot too. So when she tells you to slow down, like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean see less patients, don't open any more businesses, less speaking? What does slow down for you mean? Um, like I said, I'm working that out right now. I, you know, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like other people to put limiting beliefs on me. Right. You know, I just say, stay in your, your lane and I'm going to stay in mine. God gave me the dream. So why are you trying to tell me how to roll? You know what I mean? If God gave you a dream, I'm not going to tell you to slow down. He gave me a dream and he tells me he's never going to give me anything I can't handle. So if he put a dream on my heart to do this or do that, man, I'm going, I'm going full throttle. And by the way, I want to comment. You were talking, you're always going to bring the guests on. They're going to deliver. You're not sure about you. You reap what you sow. Right. And you you get what you are. And so you're attracting all these high levels, man. I'm probably, bro, I'm low man on the total point. Hey, you are going to attract the greatest people in the world because that's how big your heart is, man. That's why I said yes to this. I met you once and I'm like, that could be a brother from another mother. I got to get around him. You ain't I am going to go stalk him in Tennessee till he wants to be my friend. <laughs> I feel the same way about you, man. And I honestly, I appreciate that because I... One thing that I really strive after is I want to see people the way that God sees them. I want to see them through God lenses. And I just know that if I, if I'm faithful with, if I honor the people, if I honor the people God sends me, God will send me the people that he honors. And I just want that. And when I first met you, like, you know, you said, I don't want to sound like cliche or cheesy, but I felt the same way. Like I want to be around that guy. Cause I mean, like I said, you could, you could put you in any lane and you would succeed. So I got to ask you, like, why chiropractic? Because I grew up, I'm a fan of chiropractic, I, ex-football player, super important to me. But I saw at a young age, eight, nine, ten years old, I was the baby of five, and I followed my mom around, and she was diehard with her chiropractor. So I've always had faith. But there's a lot of skeptics, like, oh, okay, why do you go to chiropractor? Why did you choose it, and why? what do you say to hush the critics about chiropractic? Yeah. I say you're always a you're always a critic when uh, until you're in a wheelchair and you need me. (laughs) But, you know, and I say that with total love. You know, I seriously you know, I joke around. I I am gifted. I have the best crack in town. 
and uh, a lot of people <laughs> need that crack. And, I have uh, the best crack in town. <laughs> so uh, you know, you got to have fun and make fun of yourself. But here, hey, here's the truth. I, you know, I never knew anything about chiropractic. Uh, my brother had asthma his whole life. He was 16 years old. I was 18, and I was about to go off to college, and not really sure what I wanted to do. I was wrestling with them in the front yard. Bam! I, uh, you know, like a big brother should put the beat down on him. <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh my gosh, my neck hurts." I'm like, "Oh, sugar, I am right. in deep trouble, man." My dad was a marine, so. I ran down the street to my neighbor. He was a quack. I mean, a chiropractor. And uh, <laughs> I said, Dr. Call, man, you got to help me. I just messed up my brother. He adjusted my brother uh, that night. I paid my brother 20 bucks, which back in the day, that was a lot of money just to not, uh, you know, say anything. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, I need to see him in a couple hours. I paid him another 20 bucks to my brother to keep quiet. He got adjusted again. And then one more time that Saturday morning, fast forward. 30 days later, 40 days later, my mom's like, hey, uh, does anybody need a refill on your inhaler for my brother? I'm like, no. I mean, he almost died four or five times. He was in the hospital in and out all due to asthma. We all had inhalers, man. We all, it was like emergency. The minute he was going into asthma attack, we'd nail it. Well, none of us had used his inhaler in like 30, 40 days for him. And I was standing next to my best friend at the time. And he goes, yeah, it's because my dad adjusted him. I said, bro, your dad's whack. I said, that, what does that have to do with anything to do with my brother? And he goes, well, go talk to my dad. So I went down there and I said, hey, Dr. Call, you adjusted my brother. He hasn't had asthma since. And he used to have asthma attacks every other day. It's been about 30, 40 days. And he goes, well, yeah, it's a possibility. His neck was really out. Asked your mom how the birth experience was. So I went to my mom. My mom said, oh, it was rough. And literally, he's had asthma since birth. And then he shot, he showed me just the nervous system and showed me C1, C2, the relationship to it. And here I was 18 going, that is fascinating. And I love, I want to maybe be a, in the sports world. I want to be in anything. I was fascinated by the body. I love biology. I love human anatomy. So I went off to college. I studied kinesiology. And then when I brought up the fact that this private Christian college in Santa Barbara said, man, I'm looking into chiropractic. My brother had an experience with it. They looked at me. And they said, nobody from this school goes to chiropractic college. Like it was so beneath them. <laughs> right? And I was already a black sheep of my family. I was always a rebel. I felt like, man, chiropractors are a bunch of rebels anyways. Now that you told me I can't, I'm 100% looking into it. Went and looked into it. If I was 80% sure on the first day of chiropractic school, I made the right decision. By the end of the week, I was 150% sure that it was my destiny Every award I got, everything that I pulled off in in grad school, and then when I started my journey, I went and interviewed 60 of the top chiros in the world, and I literally wrote some of the notes. I geeked out over it because it changed my brother's life. I now know with certainty that's what uh, changed my brother's entire course. He's now uh, pretty much a one-star, not pretty much, but I think a captain, which is a one equivalent to a one-star admiral in the Navy. Never had asthma since. You don't get in the Navy with a rap sheet, 16 years full of stuff. They ran him through every test and they said, no, we can't get it. And uh, I joke around all the time because he's completely ripped, shredded, looks yeah. like a complete stud. And I, yeah, because you were on steroids your whole freaking life. If I did steroids, <laughs> I'd look like you too. I do 100 push-ups. He does 100 push-ups. He looks like Thor and I look like the fat kid on the block. I mean, it's amazing. So God bless you, Michael, if you're listening, you got DNA and steroids and you look good. So that's the story. And I've never looked back. 
So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, find your why, why you do stuff. So for you, was that like, did you saw something in your brother and in chiropractic school that you said, this is a game changer for people, right? Oh, yeah. I went back to, when I graduated. I won this award, one clinician out of the whole school because I was so passionate and I, my adjusting skills were good. And when I won that, I went and gave it to Dr. Call. And because he told me, don't ever go to chiropractic school. You'll be bashed your whole life. You'll be the black sheep. It's going to be hard on you. Uh, you'll never be accepted. And he said, don't do it. It's a life of misery. And when I won that award, I went back to him and I said, hey, I want to let you know that I'm going to shout it from the mountaintop because I lived next to you since I was eight years old, 10 years. You knew my brother had asthma 10 years. And you never once said you may have the solution. Chiropractic isn't the panacea of all things. It's not the cure to asthma. It was just my brother's thing. His atlas was out of alignment, affect his respiratory system, affect his immune system, affect his neurological system. It mattered to him. And I said, you could have said something, but you had the fear of rejection. And I just said, I want to let you know, every award I get, I'm dedicated to you because of your skill, of your gift. You changed my brother's life, which changed my life. But the difference is I'm going to preach it from the mountaintop because I need everyone to know what I know now. And I said, I don't, I don't care about rejection. And I guess what? Every, every word I got, I sent it to Dr. Call. He's appreciative. He's glad. But I'm telling you, that guy changed my life. Three adjustments. So that's what I would, I was, I was about to ask you. Do you say that you can cure asthma? Oh, no. No. I can't cure no. anything. I can cure a ham. I can pop popcorn. I can crack <laughs> twigs and branches. I can do all that stuff. But, but I you, adjust but you saw the spine. Your, you saw your brother's asthma cured, and I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, no disrespect to Dr. Call, but you're one of the biggest and best in, in the nation. You've had success stories with people who had asthma and probably don't anymore, right? Oh, thousands. Thousands. I, I keep journals. So why don't you say that you can, you can help or cure asthma? So I would tell you this. Everybody has wins. The difference is the louder your voice, you know, the bigger target on your back. For sure. But I journal every win. Journal every win all the time. I have journals with me packed because no one can ever take away the miracles that I witness. And here's the truth. When, when people come in, the naysayers, the haters, the doubters, the people said this. Right. I'm going to tell you, I got, I got 20 seconds of boldness and courage that rises up on the inside of me. And my big thing is educate, educate, educate. So I'm a little bit of nerdy. So I'll drop facts. I'll drop science. I'll drop stuff all day long. But the truth is you can never take away what I've witnessed ever. You can never take away that miracle from my brother. You right. can never tell me it didn't work for him. And now I have testimonies, 20 journals deep, 17 years, people that fly across the country, bring their kids to me. I adjust them from the cradle to the grave. And just, just two days ago, I had a woman drive all the way in that was desperate. Husband's in the military. Their baby ear, ear infections and colicky babies hasn't slept in three months. One adjustment. Hasn't had colic in two days or since Friday. And uh, ear infection cleared up immediately. That means no antibiotics. All that wow. stuff. People, people can tell me stuff all day long about, all oh, that don't work. No, that I, I see it every week because i see so many people all the time you can't take it away okay hold on you're adjusting babies babies baby like what's the youngest patient you've ever seen well i mean it's unfair because i adjusted all my kids at birth 
or I checked them at birth, right. two of the three needed an adjustment at birth, which is the weight of my finger on an eyeball with a newborn. Here's the deal. My record without it being my own kids is 20 minutes. I showed up 20 minutes after the baby was born and I checked it. Small adjustment. Torticollis, ear infections, colicky babies, babies that haven't pooped in a month. You know, all of it. I see it all. So let me. So when when my daughter was born, they did the ear test on her and they said she's deaf. Of course, we freaked out long. I could tell the story down the road, but long story short, I mean, we prayed over her. Those ears popped open. And then, of course, after the doctor said, well, she probably had fluid on her ears and then the fluid drained. If you were in the, you know, hypothetically, if you were in the room, could you have picked up on that and done something at the time? Do you think? All babies at birth should be checked by a pediatric chiropractor. Wow. All of them. And we would see way less antibiotics being used in the first four years of life. People put get put on antibiotics like it's candy, and then they wonder why as an adult they have Crohn's disease. I agree. So I'm, I'm going to just tell you that if we could just have holistic people that uh, just check babies. I'm not saying we have to adjust them. Just check them. If they need it, you adjust. If they don't. But here's the thing. As the twig is bent, so grows the tree. Most of the stuff that we have as adults happened in the first four years of life, and then here I am trying to correct it and do all this other stuff, which sure. it, it's way over here now. So you, you've had subluxation since birth, but now you're, you know, what'd you say? You're a sexy 42 year old man, you know, <laughs> it's like 42 years and I got to, you sure. know, do some adjustments to reconnect the, the, the nervous system to get back in alignment. And that just takes time, repetition and energy. So this is super important <clears throat> and fascinating because I, I honor doctors for all the doctors that are listening. Like y'all know that my two youngest kids were diagnosed with cystic fibrosis and we go to our doctor checkup every every three months in, at the University of Alabama. And I love Dr. Hoover over there. I love our doctors. With that, and I honor our doctors. With that being said, there's also a huge contrast with the business side of medicine and antibiotics that I can't deny and most people can't deny. Like, you go to a doctor, they ain't going to fix you. They're going to diagnose you and then give you medicine. Right, Eli? I mean, like, yep. oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a money business. Yep. With that being said, when it comes to holistic chiropractic and you said pediatric, chiropractic how do we know who the quacks are versus the professionals like yourself how do we know we're getting a good one yeah yeah that that's that's a great that's a great question you know ah, unfortunately it's just the one thing it's why i fight so hard for my profession is um right here man they gotta have the skills in their hands like i i can walk in an office and immediately tell the ones that have got caught up in the insurance model yeah are just like Western medicine caught up into it for the first reasons. They'll look at you after they read your insurance and be like, you need 12 visits. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't really care. I don't, I don't care what your insurance says. If you got it, cool. If you don't, cool. I'm here to get you. But I want to know everybody's team. I want to know who your acupuncturist is, your massage therapist. I want to know who your dentist is. I want to know who your medical doctor is. We're a team. And you know what? We're paid to keep you healthy for the rest of your life, but the rest of your life be the best of your life. But I want to know who your whole team is. It's just not me. I want to know the whole team. I'm part of the equation that I'm going to work with that nervous system. And you're the healer. I might as well call you Dr. Matt, because here's the truth. Your body has the innate ability to heal. I remove the interference. God gave you the ability to heal. You break your arm an MD, God bless him, is going to put a cast on it to keep it in alignment. And if it's in alignment long enough, who does the healing? 
Your body, you God. Yeah. If you cut yourself, it's not the Band-Aid that heals you, the Neosporin that heals you, not the Bactine that heals you, none of that. You know who heals you? You do. Your heart regenerates in 36 months, brand new heart. Your liver, you can cut two-thirds wow. out of it. It will regenerate an entire new liver within 36 months. You get new skin. Every 120 days, complete red blood cells are completely new. So if you eat like crap, the new ones will be crap. If you eat great intermittent fasting, take care of yourself, you will regenerate. It doesn't matter your age, new healthy blood cells. You are the greatest chemistry set, pharmaceutical company and doctor within you could ever have. My job is to remove the interference and let God do the healing. That's it. How are we going down chiropractic? I thought we were talking entrepreneurial business. Wow. I got you sucked me in. This is so fascinating because I know how many people out there are A, skeptic, and B, want something, and they're leaning in like I am. Like, this is fascinating. Yeah. And so here's what I'll say, and then we'll move on. If someone, what would you say to someone who is not sure that they have the right chiropractic versus like, is this person taking advantage of me? It's not like... Is there a tip you can give them? Because like if there's people in Tennessee or New York that can't make it to you in San Diego, what can they do? Yeah, yeah. So here's, there's two different parts of chiropractic. There is the vitalistic chiropractic, okay? Mm-hmm. And then there is the musculoskeletal chiropractic, okay? What's and here's how I'm going to give it to you. There's the, hey, there's the also, car, there's the Matt Rogers that graduated with a 1.96 GPA. So we got to you know, walk I'm through. Forrest okay. Gump, bro. I'm Forrest Gump. I'm going <laughs> to break right. it down for you. So what happens is if you get, if you get, if you have a car that has problems, if there's engine problems, you need someone that's a mechanic that works on engines. I don't need a body worker, even though they both work on cars. Sure. If it's not running, I want someone that works on my engine. If I get in a car accident, I need body work. I don't need an engine mechanic trying to do body work, even though they both work on cars. Mm -hmm. I'm more like a dealership. I'll deal with the musculoskeletal and the engine, which is called vitalism. I want the nervous system running right. So I'm 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 a hybrid. I work on both. Some chiropractors, they just want to work on scar tissue uh, muscle skeletal issues. They want to stretch you, give you exercises. And there's great. And there's a place for it. But every one of us need a vitalistic chiropractic that are tuning our engine that we run the most efficient 100% of the time. And there's, and, and you got to go out and seek those. They educate, they put self-care on you. Like, here's the thing. I don't brush your teeth. Who brushes your teeth, Matt? Me. You do. If, if you want six pack, can I go to the gym and get a six pack? No, no, you're going to go to the gym and do your crunches and get a six pack. So in vitalistic chiropractic, I'll remove the interference. Now you better clean it up. And you got to go put the work in time, repetition, energy. It took time to get this way. It's going to take time to heal. It took yeah. energy to get this way. It's going to take energy to heal. So you put the work in and I'll support you. Now, if you need me to do some rehab or other stuff like that, I know it. But sometimes I'll send you out to another chiropractor mm-hmm. that specifically does musculoskeletal, scar tissue, rip you up, ART, and does all these other techniques. I mean, the, it's plethora, but you need a vitalistic chiropractic and then you need a support team. But I'm not into just the musculoskeletal. I want the engine running right. If you came in and showed me your sexy new Corvette, you're like, check this out. Mm-hmm. You want to take it out? I'm like, man, I want to sit in that thing right now. Like, yeah, it doesn't have an engine. So all you can do is sit in it. <laughs> then actually, I don't like that Corvette. Yeah. I don't need to sit in it. I don't care how sexy it is. I want one that purrs. I want one that runs. That's your nervous system. you got to have something that runs and controls every muscle cell, organ, and tissue in your body that gets you functioning right. And I'm the guy that takes away the interference 
You're the one that heals. That's it. Bottom line. We wrapped it. There you go. I love it. And then for those of you who ever want to, you know, follow Dr. Matt, I follow him on Instagram. It's ask Dr. Matt, A-S-K-D-R-M-A-T-T. If they follow you, can they ask you questions? Like, can you help them? Maybe help some people. All the time. I find chiropractors around the world. I found my brother one in Bahrain. That's awesome. You know, I found him every military outpost he's ever been. I found him a good chiropractor. And, and the truth is they're out there and you can find them. Tennessee, man, you got lots of them. So making that transition, like you said, from chiropractic to, to now, I mean, you, you know, you're throwing little God nuggets in there and you can, you know, people can tell that you're probably a believer. Why didn't you just stay in the lane of chiropractic? Because now you do a lot more than, than that. Yeah, man, that's a great question. Uh, honestly, here's what it was. My grandpa was a preacher and he said before he died, man, he, it's up, actually up on my wall, man. He gave me Luke 4, 18, says, you're going to preach the gospel one day. And I said, grandpa, I am the black sheep of this family. I don't like Christians and I definitely don't like preachers. It's a miracle. I like you, you know, it's like, <laughs> and he goes, no, I see it. God showed me. I'm like, okay, well, you're probably also on medication, grandpa. So listen, when you go to heaven, you can ask him again, but I, I'm not doing it. So I went through my space. I was a chiropractor focused on everything. And then I met one pastor that changed my world. My pastor now, 15 years later, I saw miracles. I saw someone raised from the dead. Yes. Whoa. Raised yes. from the dead. How many, how many know that changes that? your theology? What does that mean, raised from the dead? You got to tell me that. Like, are, are you talking about coffin here? They're dead? Or is it someone that was, you know, had a heart attack and they pedal jumped them? And like, wh what does that mean? Yeah. A, a surgery gone wrong, uh, a gone wrong on a little uh, two and a half year old. And, uh, clipped the wrong thing and uh, boom, life support at the wrong hospital, flew them, uh, neurosurgeon flew them over to children's, raised children. We got the call. It was one of my good friends, uh, kid. And it was all Hansa on deck to, you know, be praying for them. And then one of my buddies at our church got a word saying, if you go over there, you're about to see what real power looks like. I'll raise them up. And now, is I, this I've never is this, seen anything like it. I was going to say, is this before you're like born again, radical the way you are now? Or this is no, this is my first two years of like, now I'm back in church. I'm just back in church. <laughs> like, like 99% of people, you're just going to church. You like the sermon, but no more than that, really. Yeah. yeah. And then here's where everything changed. I walked in a room and I saw men with authority that were taking it. It was like, I was in a lion's den. And I'll never forget the guy kicked a doctor out of the room that was sitting there with negative press. Get it. And the guy said, if you can't believe, then get out of the room. Amen. Get him out. God's about to move. And I'm sitting there going, I was peeing my pants. I'm being honest with you. I didn't have the faith for it. I didn't even know why I was there. I was there to support the parents. And then all of a sudden, because the kid... I, I saw I'm an, I'm a, I was, I'm fully fledged in doctorism at the time. You know, I've been in seven years at this point and they had the MRIs and I was reading them over in the corner and no brain activity. It was brain dead. So the kid had been brain dead for three days. This was the last thing because they were going to take him off life support to harvest his organs. And so they just had the conversation with the parents. The parents were a bubbling mess and a wreck. I mean, the mom was a wreck. The dad was a wreck. I didn't have kids at the time. Um, I was just sitting there going, oh, snap, this is heavy. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I'm here to support like a good friend would, praying for him quietly in the corner, really praying for myself, like, oh, dear Lord, help me. And then this guy took authority and grabbed the dad and said, pray over your son. And the dad just stretched out his hand 
and started praying, but he couldn't get one word out. I mean, it's sure. fumbling mess. And he just said, Lord, save my son. And right there, all the monitors went off. And Come the kid's on. Hand, that kid's hand went up. And I, <laughs> I just started bursting in tears because I couldn't handle it. I'm like, I've never seen anything like it. I knew what those monitors in. So everybody ran in, started looking at it. And the doctor said this. I'll never forget it. The doctor said, oh, that was just a reflex. That means nothing. There's no activity. Same doctor as before, or is that that a new doctor that's getting the boot, or is that the same doctor? Same doctor. He ran back. Everybody ran back in. Get him out. So what happened was that guy that had prayed, who was commanding this authority, looked at him and said, I rebuke that. He will live in the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden, the hand went up again. Let's go. Waters went off. And I sat there dumbfounded. And then all of a sudden we started praying like a war room. And I watched everybody pray until the hair was standing up. I'm still getting the hair up right now. The hair was standing up, praying. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, what is going on? All the monitors, people coming in, chaos. And then it brought hope and you felt hope come in the room. And then I saw everything. You got to remember he'd been brain dead for three days. And then I saw everything just going nuts. And then what happened was this guy just said, turn on worship music. No one's leaving the room. And then he started getting a word from the Lord. And he said, take the oxygen. Tube Ooh, out. You better he was, hear from he the Lord. You're doing those. And they said, well, as soon as we pull the tube out, he'll suffocate. He's not going to live. The only thing keeping him alive is this respirator. And they said, this guy, Pastor Mark said, take it out. He's going to live. We speak to the lungs and then boom, he took it out. Oxygen levels went up through the roof. Everything started coming. Long story short, then they said, well, the vagus nerve, there's no activity on the vagus nerve. He'll never be able to talk or respiratory or do any of these things, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, all the reflexes started coming back. That kid's walking around Same day? Same day? Same day. He was released from the hospital within a week. All the nurses came to my church. All the doctors, except Mr. Negativity, came to my church. Radical. Everyone knew it. The neurosurgeon that made the mistake wrote a book called Gray Matter, went on a one-year sabbatical to seek God. Now, he doesn't give a rip about anything. Neurosurgeons have a 30% chance on brain surgery. He literally has an entire team that they pray over every patient now. He has an 82% success rate, number one in the nation. And he said he will never do a surgery without praying first. But he took a year off to go find himself and wrote the book based on this kid, Kyle. On the front of my Bible is the sticker that reminds me every day in November 6, 2007, my life saw something radical for the first time that I could never out science again, because guess what? It doesn't add up in my mind. I still don't get it, but it changed my life. And I said, what the heck am I doing in my office? I'm just helping people get their life back. They're, uh, I'm, I'm helping restore health, but that's not eternity. So something switched on me. And I just said, I'm going to make sure every one of my patients knows where my church is. So I was the number one bringer to church. And I never want to be a pastor. I'm a business guy. I'm an entrepreneur. Sure. Like I'm going to build the kingdom and write fat checks. I'm going to bless some people. I'm going to, that's my lane. And then over time, God, why can't we have it all? And then we're, we're kings and priests, right? We can have both, right? It doesn't have to be either or. That's right. We're kings and priests over our house. And and then, you know, part of the population, you're called to be a king and a priest in the marketplace. And then, um, and then finally in 2017, my pastor, they were fasting, 
called me into it. And we took over a campus that was struggling and now it exploded. We just got a second campus. I mean, you were there, you saw our campus, you saw what was going on. I want to talk when that's awakened church in San Diego. We're going to talk about that in one second. I do want to say this though, about that story. Sometimes for you listeners, when you're going through something, there's a reason that Jesus threw people out of the room when they said the girl was dead and Jesus said she's not dead, she's just sleeping, and they laughed at Jesus. There's Sometimes you got to say a little get the hell out when you're in a situation like that, like that pastor told that doctor, get out. I'll, I'll never forget. Again, you guys have heard me talk about before, my two youngest kids diagnosed with cystic fibrosis at birth. You'll never hear me say they have cystic fibrosis. They were diagnosed. I ain't going to put that label on him. But with that being said, when my son was two years old, the doctor came in the room and said, he's probably going to have to go on a feeding tube because of this, this, this. I told the doctor to get out. And I said, we're raising a destiny, not a diagnosis. And sometimes I tell that because for those of you battling something, sometimes you have to get a little get the hell out in your life and get the hell out of there so you could bring the God and the heaven in there because something shifts like Dr. Matt just showed. I mean, that story, something shifts. You look at my son now, 12 years old, never had a feeding tube. The kid can't put on enough. I mean, can't shake enough weight. He's, he's huge. He's a beast. And when you shift your mindset and you let heaven in and get the hell out, things change. Am I right, doctor? Oh man. Well, I will tell you this life shrinks or expands in proportion to your courage. They took a lot of courage. That's a tweetable moment. Say that again. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. And, and that pastor had courage against the medical system. In a moment, he knew he heard from God and he did not waver. And I'm going to tell you, fear is a reaction, but courage is a decision. And we got to start learning, man. We're called in Joshua one night to be bold and courageous. I don't care if it's just 20 seconds of boldness. Yep. 20 seconds of boldness is why I'm married to a hottie. <laughs> I walked across that airport and I had 20 seconds of boldness, 20 seconds of courage. And I introduced myself while five other guys were sitting around looking at her gawking. I'm the one that went over and made it happen because I just needed 20. People think I got to be bold and cour courageous all the time. No, you don't. You just need 20 seconds. Make a decision. Be bold and courageous. Watch what God can do. If you move, he moves. So uh, talk to me about that because, I mean, this is this is crazy and this is not a uh, embellished stat. Dr. Matt sees over 300 Don't even patients. say it. Don't like, say it. I can't say it? Why? It's not about numbers. No, no, no. Just, what I, I was don't really care how many people I see. Okay, here's what I was saying. No. You see, okay, well. I'm going to say that's it's over an three. ego thing. It's an ego thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm saying it, not you, but, but okay. But here's what I'm saying. You see a lot of people yes. and there's only so many hours in a day. You have 30 seconds to 180 seconds, you know, to say half a minute to three minutes to be bold with these people. And you are, what do you do? What do you say? How do you be bold and how do you do it in such a short time? Yeah. The biggest thing is I love that quote by Francis CC or whoever said it. I preach the gospel daily and sometimes I use words. I don't preach it my patients. I live full out and I encourage them all the time. I tell them, I just said, you pursue your dreams. God gave you a dream, pursue it. God gave you something on the inside of you. You have a gift, do it. Let's focus on it. I said, man, you got to focus. Like the equivalent of focus is like Moby Dick in a goldfish bowl. You know, just... <laughs> Tell me what you're passionate about and I unlock them. 
And I just encourage them to be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. And so I just ask questions all the time about my patients. And at first, what they want to do, they want to tell you all the things that's wrong. Is because a lot of people are negatively programmed because they stand in front of the television. I mean, the television all the time. And so we're, no, we're so inundated with negativity. We lose, we lose faith. We lose hope. So I had shirts made that says hope dealership. My, my chiropractic office is a hope dealership. I changed the name to true chiropractic. We're just going to tell the truth all the time, but like you might not like it, it but we're going to tell it. And then what happens is even when, when this COVID thing hit, Here's the truth. My patients didn't waver because I've been teaching them all along the truth about how God made them, how they were designed to heal, how they need to have their families and friends proactively. What you think about, you bring about. You want to be, a, uh, you know, you eat fat, greasy food. You're going to be a fat, greasy dude. You know what I mean? You got to know that <laughs> whether you ingest it physically or you ingest it mentally, your mind has 60,000 thoughts a day and 93% of them were the same thoughts you had yesterday. Ooh. So if you don't change what you're focusing on, you got to declare different. You got to speak different. You got to look different. I have declarations everywhere around my house. I have declarations everywhere about focus, about courage. I got a picture of a lion that's painted on scripture. I got a picture right here. You don't believe me? There you go. I got a Spartan warrior. Let's go. Listen, you know why? Because I want to be a Spartan warrior. And if I don't see that Spartan warrior every fall, just fell. If I'm not that Spartan warrior every day, I need to visualize. When I look up, I'm looking at a Spartan warrior that's looking back at me and saying, that's who I've called you to be. When I look over here and I see a lion roaring, you don't believe me? There's my lion roaring. Hey, look at that thing. Look at those fangs, bro. Written on scripture. You know what I got back here? I got a calendar showing my destiny in front of me. I got stuff written on my mirrors. I declare things every day that I'm bold and courageous, that God gave me a mission or person to love people. And I do it in my office and I give them declaration cards. And uh, I usually have a deck right here, but I just took it somewhere. So you send them off. You send your patients off with a declaration card? Oh, yeah. Give them declarations card and they read it over themselves until they believe because a declaration is something you say, but you don't believe it in your heart. So they're 18 inches away from their their destiny. But when you say it enough and you start to believe it, it becomes a confession of your heart. The minute you have a confession of faith, everything changes. But until you start renewing your mind, putting the right things in, taking every negative thought captive, then what happens is that it will transfer to your heart. And that's where everything changes. The rubber meets the road. You know why I have people like Dr. Matt, why we're so blessed to have him is because you can say these things, you can make these declarations, but this guy actually walks it out and you'll know a tree by its fruit. And this guy's fruit is off the charts. And I've only been in front of him one time. And I'm now this is the second time I've really spent time with him. I will ask you this, man. You said even on your website, everyone needs a coach and a mentor. So I want to ask you, we only have about four minutes left. Who is yours and why is that mentor important to you? Oh, bro. I love it. I wonder if I have it right here. So I do, I really believe in a board of directors. Every big company has a board of directors. Every church has a board of directors. Um, I just said, man, if all these successful people have a board of directors, why don't I have a board of directors in my personal life? Because when people look at, they look up to like one person, but not one person has it all. Like I respect my mom in business and in her, in her spiritual life. And I love so many things about my mom, but I'm not going to ask marriage advice. 
You know, she's been married a couple times now. And I love my mama. I'm a mama's boy, but I'm not asking her for marriage advice. Right. One of my business mentors, I'm not asking him for any advice when it comes to raising kids, even though he's a billionaire. Because I look at the fruit <laughs> of his kids. But man, I want his business advice. So I put together a board of directors in my faith, in my health, in my relationships, in my fitness, in my, uh, I have nine categories, in my quality of life, in my vacations. So I have nine uh, squares that I really look at of areas where I've invited people to speak into my life and I talk to them once a month. Can you That's please, me. can you please give me the nine if you know them off the top of your head? I want to write hey, this down. You want the nine right now? I really I, why do. don't I just send you my wheel so you could have it? I want the wheel, but and, so our listeners can hear too. Do you mind sharing that or is that a no, 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 a no, 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 I don't. But uh, so let me finish this last thought and I'll okay. tell you the nine. Go. Then I make it a massive priority. This is how important that I make it. I have it right here. Hey, baby, I'll be on in a minute. So right here, I have this. <laughs> Look at this. Right okay, go for it. These little green dots right here are super important. These are when I get together with my wife and I do my quarterly agenda. Wow. This is my little daughter who's eight. What's Say up, hi. little daughter who's eight? What's her name? And I'll what, be out. What's her name? I'll be right out for Powerballs. That's Micah Faith. Micah Faith, you're the best. Bye. Bye. That is She's so, so cute. Great. So I get together and I do a quarterly agenda where I review every area of our life together. My quarterly agenda is what I get with my wife and I'm going to send it to you. So you and your wife can do it. We get on Thank the same so page much. every quarter, but that's not the important part. The important part is my wife and I are building a legacy and we get together every Thursday for a coffee break marriage agenda, which I'm going to send you as well. And you can give it to everyone, you know, the two things I want everybody, all their listeners to know, the more that you get on the same page where two become one, you do a, a coffee break where you don't talk about business. You talk about life. And I have a full agenda that you go through. And then every quarter you go through this quarterly thing because your board of advisors means nothing unless you're on the same page with your wife. Say your it. Personal life. So now I get back to those areas I was talking about. It's quality of life. It's vacations. It's relationships. It's family. It's health and fitness. It is uh, business. It's uh, finances and it is two more parenting. That's eight. I thought you said that's nine. eight. And I'll think of the ninth. I spiritual. Forgot. Oh, spiritual. How did I forget go. spiritual? Hello. Hello. But yeah, so those are the nine areas. And, and so I have, and some people might fit in two or three categories, but not everyone's mastered all nine. Sure. And I don't want to ever put the pressure because when you start to idolize someone's life, the more you idolize them, the harder they fall. And the truth is, we're all humans. We're all working this thing out together. I find people where I see fruit. I honor the fruit. And then I ask them to speak into my life. And some of them I'm going to honor with finances and pay them. Some of them I'm going to honor, send them wine, maybe a man crate, maybe send them to a hotel to be blessed. Whatever I find out about them is how I'm going to bless them. Last question, and I have to let you go because I don't want Micah Faith to be mad at me because I want you to come back on this show. Please, again, there's just... I just, there's so many things I want to ask you and we're out of time, but before I let you go, please tell me about Awaken Church. Why Awaken Church? What's going on over there? Why are you and your pastors important? What is the deal in San Diego? Yeah, so here's the thing with Awaken Church. I found a church that is the same on Monday as it is Sunday. I found a church that I realized 
Here I was just dying on the vine. It wasn't the river of life. I was growing up in church my whole life. I went out of respect for my parents. And because deep down, I knew that it was the right thing to do. You know, we all have a spirit shaped hole in our life and God's just trying to fill it, but we try to fill it with everything else. I came to awaken. I saw power. I saw my first miracle. I saw the gifts. I saw the Holy ghost. I saw it not weird. I saw it represented well. I realized it's not preaching prosperity doctrine. It's preaching Bible. I'm called to be a king and a priest that, you know what? I'm going to look at you. Show me your calendar. You show me your checkbook. I'll tell you where your heart is. And I saw my pastor's checkbook and I saw his calendar and I realized this is a man I can emulate after. But then I saw power, supernatural things happen. And I've had my mind blown. If you think raising, watching that kid raised from the dead was freaky. I'm telling you, I have a hundred more stories. They'll I believe you. Meld your mind just like it. And I'm going to tell you, I used to be the type of guy that I'd bring someone to church. And I'd be nervous the whole time yep. going, oh, my gosh, I hope the pastor talks about, you know, what my friend needs. Oh, I hope he doesn't talk about money. Listen, I'll bring thousands of people. And I'll give a rip what he preaches on because it's straight gospel. And I know these people need what they need to pick up what he's putting down. So Awaken decided we closed in the first part out of respect, but we got a word saying something's not right. So we drew a line in the sand and we said, if it's not open by August 23rd, God gave us the date, then you're going full open. You're a hospital and my kids need a hospital right now. So we turned the switch on. We learned our first amendment rights. I have my pocket guide right here to the constitution saying, nobody's going to tell me. And it's freedom of religion. And you got to know your constitutional rights. So we uncorked it. We brought in every great speaker to teach us about the constitution to our whole congregation we lit it up. Wow. Now our church is exploding. Miracles. We get on average <coughs> six people that said they were going to kill themselves within the last two days. One had a rope burn around their neck. She tried killing herself at lunch the day before, and a friend called her as she hit the floor because the rope broke and said, I'm bringing you to church. God just told me to pray for you. And she goes, That's I just great. tried to do it in my life. She came, gave her life to the Lord. Things got radical. And let me tell you, Things get put in perspective real quick when you realize what you were created for and you realize your God-given rights. It's liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness. And we are Americans, and I'm telling you, I've never been so proud of a church. We're a beacon. We're a light on a hill. And for every pastor out there, we got to pray for pastors that they get a sense of being bold and courageous to make a stand. We need. We don't need any more yellow coat pastors. We need black coat. Say black it. coat pastors. And if you don't know what that means, go look it up about the black coats back when 1776, who helped stand and forge a nation. It was the pastors and the preachers. And we've got a little yellow over the years, but we are called to set the captives free. And how can you set them free if your church is closed? So there you we're go. Church. You can podcast Pastor Jurgen Matisius, the greatest pastor I've ever met. He's who he is. For the first three years, I did a deep dive. I was trying to expose. I could not believe. And I just said, God, I'm going to find something. I looked for three years. And you know what? I realized, no, what is my problem? I got to get healed from some pains and letdowns and maybe church experiences in my past. I let God heal my heart. And I realized, man, let's do this. And Pastor Jurgen and Leanne are amazing pastors. Everyone should be podcasting them and listening to him preach. He'll bring a word and it will be fresh, real, and powerful. And that's all I got to say about that. There you go. And you can see him at Awaken Church SD. I follow him on social media. I've been there one time. That one time that I told you about about six weeks ago, absolute game changer. It is what uh, I think church should be, what I want church to be. 
and I absolutely love it. You can follow him too at Awaken Church SD. I follow him on Instagram. And then, of course, you can follow Ask Dr. Matt. This is Dr. Matt Hubbard, who we've been talking to. It's A S K D R M A T T. Dr. Matt, thank you so much oh, man. for coming. In. And I want you to come back, please. Come on, man. We got lots to talk about. I just want to be your friend. Can we text and hang out? And like, can you yes. make me better? Yes. Can you make me a better Matt like you are? Oh, please, man. I'm, you know what it is? You play with better tennis players, you become better. You hang Amen. out with greatness, you become great. That's why That's why we got connected. We're both hanging out with Rex, who levels up everybody. Let's go. Which is why you got a podcast that says level up, baby. Everyone that's listening to you is leveling up right now. I'm hanging out with you, leveling up. There's stuff I've never said before on here. Really? That's the yeah. Holy Spirit, baby. Thank you, Lord. Yes. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on. Again, that's Dr. Matt Hubbard, and you can see him on Instagram, Ask Dr. Matt. I also got to throw out, before I let you go, uh, your website, themaverickentrepreneur.com. I mean, I'll leave it at that because I got to honor his time and let him go. Micah Faith is wanting to play. What does she want to play, like steel ball or hot no, ball? She wants to make uh, these things called power balls. They're protein balls for Santa. Oh, nice. Even, Santa. He doesn't even give them cookies. He gives Santa <laughs> protein balls. I mean, talk about living out what you preach. Right. I ain't going to give Santa cookies and milk. I'm going to give him protein balls. <laughs> I want to fit Santa, baby. He's got a big job. <laughs> I love you, man. Thank you so much, Dr. Matt. I will hey, shoot man. you texts every day. Can't hey, get rid listen, of me now. I'm going to send you some declaration cards, and you better read them before every show. Amen. I will. I will. Okay. I will. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. See you later. Tell Micah Faith I love her. She's the best. All right, man. Thank you. There you have it. Dr. Matt Hubbard. How great was that? Eli, man. What's your, what was your favorite part about that podcast? <laughs> Which one? There's so many good ones. <laughs> you had to pick one. Yeah, you yeah. got to pick one. Man, I loved when he was talking about... Um, there's so many. One thing that really stuck out to me, though, was, was when he was talking about his perception or how he views his practice as a chiropractor, as being part of a team. He's not just in it for the business. He's not just trying to get your money and your insurance, but he's like, yeah, we're here. All of us should be serving you. And so, and you can tell the thing I liked about it, you can tell he's not selling anything. No. He's passionate and he's boisterous, but he's doing it from conviction. Yep. There's a difference between doing something from conviction because like he said, he's seen too much right. to believe. And it doesn't matter, you know, spiritually and scientifically with, you know, just how chiropractic works. Right. I like that. Like, I trust that. And then, of course, I mean, that unbelievable story of the of the little kid when they take him out. Like, Dude, that was just... It gets me next level. I mean, have you leveled up? Absolutely, man. That's a no-brainer, and I'm, I'm proud. Like, this was a, an episode I'm very, very proud of, and Dr. Matt Hubbard made us look really, really good today. If, if this is something that you... If you got something out of today, please subscribe and share that's all we could ask for because the more subscribers we have the more shares we have the more people that we're going to reach and that was the point of putting all this together you know i could have picked you know we, we could have picked pop culture or you know anything to talk about sports you know things that i'm passionate about we chose this because we want to empower people and we want people to do things different do things better and we want them to have a better life and that's what level up is all about so if you've leveled up again like subscribe and share. We appreciate you so much. This has been another episode of Level Up with Matt Rogers. Thank you.